What's up, everybody? It is Denise Salcedo. Welcome back to the channel. I am very excited to introduce to you my guest for today. She is the babe with power, Willow Nightingale. What's up, Willow? Hi there. Uh, you know, just being very excited about wrestling and where it's taken me. <laughs> Hey, that's exactly what you need to be. And that's why I was yeah. even more excited to talk to you because, okay, so like, just let me tell you this right now. When on Friday, when I did my AEW Rampage post show, everybody, everybody in the chat was like, oh my God, Willow, we love Willow. And then like, oh. <laughs> went inside my head and I was like, I need to get Willow on this show. I'm like, yeah, her. I need to get her on this show and we need to do this. So congratulations. How are you feeling uh, coming off of AEW Rampage? I mean, I'm sure I would have been a lot more uh, excited if I had won, but uh, that was like my first time on TNT. Um, and like that alone is just amazing. I was like, family, everybody, all my friends, make sure you're tuned in. <laughs> yes. What did they say? What did your family say to your, like, what did they say? I mean, mostly like, just like, I'm proud. Uh, this is really cool. Like really reassuring of like all the hard work that I've done so far in my life to be like, oh, cool. Good things are happening. Like this wrestling pipe dream is more than <laughs> more than like, just yeah, she's gonna go somewhere yeah like fingers crossed right <laughs> it's like yeah. okay thing, things are coming into fruition hopefully so um yeah it was really cool to uh be able to share that moment with my family and uh have my 10-year high school reunion coming up so that'll be a cool flex <laughs> oh my god that's gonna be so amazing because you're probably gonna show up to your reunion and people are gonna be like <laughs> willow you're killing it like you just know there's gonna be a bunch of wrestling fans there oh yeah it'll be it'll be awesome <laughs> did your high school friends already know during that time that you were gonna be pursuing wrestling or is this gonna be like new for them um like my close friends uh have i've, I've been friends with some people since i was in like second grade uh seventh eighth ninth grade uh, so my group of friends outside of wrestling has remained more or less the same people. So they've been to like my indie shows and like seen me get hurt and recover and all this stuff and been there with me the whole time. I'm very supportive. Um, I'm sure there are people who've like seen me on Instagram and like, what's this girl doing? Uh, <laughs> but more or less people have been really positive and like super with it and encouraging. So I consider myself really fortunate in that sense. That is so cool. That's one of the things that I wanted to touch on with you in regards to this, because when you came out on Rampage and like I mentioned, everybody was like, woo, Willow. And, you know, just really putting you over and a lot of people were saying like you have like a very like infectious like energy that people just like gravitate towards you. And one of the things that I said was like, you're just a very likable person. And, you know, it's not everybody has that, but you do. So I kind of want to get your how you felt, you know, seeing all of the online feedback. There was a lot of positivity out there. Your name was trending. Uh, how did you feel um it's really surreal right because for someone like me who's been a wrestling fan for so long who's been doing indie wrestling for like how many ever years um it kind of seems like this is something that's attainable it's possible um one day this could be your reality and then to just kind of have like that much buzz hit you at once it's like you hear the phrase like an overnight success doesn't happen overnight right like I think the reason uh, so many people were happy to see me is because I have accumulated this fan base over like a certain amount of time. Like for me, I've been wrestling seven years. Um, so for seven years, people have been like, oh, she's cool. She's got something. And uh, 
you know, you always hear like, your time is coming, your time is coming. And you're like, I don't know, like, what is it though? Because I don't know. <laughs> Everybody says the same thing, don't they? They say, keep doing what you're doing. And you're like, what does that mean? Yeah, but I'm, you know, I've, I have a hard time like being deterred. This is like something I'm passionate about. I've always loved wrestling. So um, it's a lot easier to just keep doing it when your heart's in it. Exactly, exactly. And now here's the thing that I also want to ask you, because, you know, this was, I believe, your ninth uh, AEW match, if I'm correct. So, you you know, you've wrestled quite a few, you know, matches on AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. So mm-hmm. what kind of feedback have you gotten from, you know, those in AEW in regards to, you know, how you're doing? Um, So for me, even the first time I went, I considered myself uh, to be in a pretty good position because a lot of the women in the locker room I had already worked with or I had known. Um. So it wasn't as awkward walking in as someone who's like, I don't know a single person here. Um, so there was already a level of like comfortability. Um, I remember um, Dustin Rhodes, when I did my first match against Thunder Rosa, uh, was like, are you any good? <laughs> and I was like, like before, before the, match, the match, though, before the match, right? Like, yeah, before the match. Okay. And I was like, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I was going to say, like, what do you, you say to that? Me. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's definitely been like uh, growth between the people in charge and like I've always gotten like feedback that's more or less positive um, but every single like crumb of, of information they would give me like try to do this better or like you know try and do this like try this move and just like okay I'm gonna come back and next time hopefully you won't have anything to say or like that won't be a problem again and just constantly improve uh, and that's really the story of like being a wrestler or a person in life, right? Like ultimately I'm not going to have a hundred percent of the things down. I'm not going to be the perfect wrestler um, from the time I show up. But if I can wake up every day and try to be better and do better and be better than the last time you saw me, I'm on the right track, baby. So it's been paying off over those nine matches um, to kind of have each match be a little better than the last time. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, because Dark and Dark, like Dark Elevation, I feel, offers people an opportunity just to, like, you know, grow some more. I remember I was talking with Kylan King, and one of the things that she told me, she was like, you know, from the moment I stepped in there to, like, now, she's like, I've, you know, grown in every single aspect, you know, developed my uh, skills. So I kind of want to, uh, you know, pick your brain a little bit on how you feel, you know, these matches on Dark and Dark Elevation have sort of helped you, you know, grow or, you know, become a stronger wrestler. Um, So... Wrestling for a company like AW or even Ring of Honor, because I had wrestled for Ring of Honor um, before the like change in guard and all that. Um, it's different because while you are wrestling for the audience that is there, you have to think about the scope that uh, the match will reach beyond. Um, and that exists in indie wrestling too, with like IWTV, Fight TV, High Spots, and all that stuff. Like there are going to be people who are going to watch it, but not, not as on a grand scale. Like that audience is huge. And indie wrestling, it's very like we want to make this a nice intimate setting. It's very like the people here. You want to keep them engaged, so you want to carry that over when you're working in this setting. But you also have to think like there are cameras. Um, what is like all these other time like figure uh, cues and like is this person hearing me? Is commentary like helping me out? Are they like helping enhance, you know, all this stuff comes into your mind. Um, So it's really just kind of like leveling up the playing field and taking more into consideration. 
That is so cool. And there's just like, there's so much that goes into, you know, producing, like, you know, going in there and having like a television match. And that's the cool thing. Like, one of the things that I've gotten to, you know, see behind the scenes. And so when you mention this as, you know, a performer, it is things that you need to be like aware of, which is really cool because you kind of have like a lot going on at once. So that's pretty yeah. awesome. So now you mentioned Ring of Honor. And obviously that's something that I do want to circle on because that's where we got to, you know, chat and get to kind of get like really quickly. It was like, we were so busy. Like everybody was like, you know, trying to find their footing there and whatnot. That's show day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, how did you feel about you know your match with Mercedes Martinez, and how did the whole opportunity <sighs> come about? Considering that you know you were wrestling with Ring of Honor prior, you were at Final Battle, and then to you know have the news of Tony Khan purchasing Ring of Honor, and then hey, you're on the show. Uh, how did this all come about? I mean, it it was wild because <laughs> for me, from the time I started, Ring of Honor was a goal. Right? Like, I uh, had been a fan even before I started training, so I was like, cool. Like, women I admire and appreciate have wrestled here. Uh, Sarah Del Rey, Daisy Hayes kind of really set that groundwork for, like, the honor in women's wrestling. Um, so, honoring my craft has been something that's been in my head for a long time. And uh, when I finally had the opportunity to work for Ring of Honor and work with Maria Canellis, uh, it was just like, Pfft this is a dream come true, right? Like, this is cool. And she really took um, charge of making sure the women were taken care of, that we were really being given, like, the time to tell our stories, to show the hard work that we put in and have that spotlight on us. So um, when things switched over, I was kind of like, I don't know what's next, just like everyone at home. Like, I was sitting at the table with my boyfriend watching uh, TV when Tony Khan announced that he now owns Ring of Honor. So I was like, I don't know what this means for me. I have no idea. Like, I was waiting to see what was next like everybody else. Um, but I would say maybe like a couple weeks ahead of Supercard of Honor, um, he reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to do the show. And I was like, obviously, yes, please, thank you. Let's figure this out. Let's get it set up. Um, and when I found out I was wrestling Mercedes, it was like, okay, so this is um, this is like, could potentially be, um, like a career making match, right? Like that's a spotlight that is now already elevated from what I was doing before. Um, but now I'm wrestling like Mercedes, who in my mind is one, a big role model. Like I've done seminars of hers before. Like I've been like, let me pick your brain and try and learn from you. Um, so to work with her, I was like, all right, got to get my work boots on, um, put on my big girl pants and just make this happen. Um, so it was just like, really to me, it was like, it's time to step your game up. And, uh, there are things I'm really happy with. There are things that I like wish had kind of gone over a little bit differently, which is pretty much how I feel about every match though, honestly. Of course. Um, but, uh, at the end of it, I was pretty happy with it. Uh, even just being in the ring with Mercedes, it's like a learning through osmosis. It's just like, Okay, you're so great. Thank you. Cool. So like being in this environment where I'm now constantly around people uh, at AW, um, all the times that I've been there, it's just like, again, leveling up every single time. So it was, I wasn't trying to take that for, uh, for granted. I wasn't taking the opportunity lightly. I think that's really cool because like you mentioned, you know, you're on there, you're watching, you know, you're watching the TV, this announcement is made and you're wondering like, 
oh, like, what does this mean? Like, will this impact my life in any sort of way? And then lo and behold, you know, you're on the first show back. And that's the thing, too, is that this, you know, the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor show that really had, I think, like the most momentum, especially yeah. considering that day that was like literally stacked with so many shows. But everybody was like, I put up, I put up a tweet asking people like what shows they were going to make sure to watch this weekend. Everybody was like, Supercard of Honor, Supercard of Honor, Supercard of Honor. And I was like, hell yeah, like, this is great. So, you know, you kind of mentioned leveling up. Do you feel that right now, you know, with your, you know, your the buzz that you're getting off of the Rampage match, the buzz from the Ring of Honor on top of all of the work that you've put in, do you feel like this is a point in your career where you're starting to feel like you're stepping into that next level? Um, Yeah, I think anytime there are more eyes on you, there is a little bit more pressure. Um, and even though there's all this positive feedback that I'm getting, it's like, obviously I'm a human. I'm aware that criticism also comes with that. Um, so being in that position, instead of letting myself like crumble and falter, um, with that, it's just like, okay, I have to demand more for myself. Um, I know the work that I have to do. Um, so the really only thing to do is do it now. Um, so that's the plan. <laughs> Can you pay attention to that criticism? Like, you know, obviously as a wrestler, there's going, you're going to have to deal with like, you know, uh, people criticizing you on Twitter, people criticizing you on YouTube and different places. Or are you good at just like going, like, whatever, I'm just going to ignore that, you know? It's a little in between. Like there are some things that um, you hear enough about yourself that you're like, okay, I understand that you think this is an issue or whatever. Um but I've learned to let that roll off my back. Like there, there are certain things that I'm just like, I'm self-aware. I'm a wrestler. Obviously I know I don't have like the body type of like a lot of other wrestlers. So if you're going to come at me for that, it is what it is. Right. I get it. Um, like at the end of the day, if my wrestling isn't for you, that's okay. I make wrestling for people for everyone. Yes. But like mostly for like Black people, black women, um, for children, I love to see the joy in, like, young girls' faces when I wrestle. For, like, queer people, I uh, want to be, like, the English teacher of wrestling. Like, if you feel like you're maybe not, like, fitting in with everybody else, like, I want to be the person that's like, listen, there's space for all of us to enjoy this, and uh, I'll be the face for that, hopefully. So I was curious as to like how you deal with that in the way where you're just like, you know what, like this is who I am and I'm not going to let like anybody change that, you know? Um, so ultimately for me, the most important thing is if I can wrestle the match um, and I am able to honestly put my best foot forward um, and I'm working on constantly being a better in-ring performer, that's all that matters. Um, some places when I wrestle there, they let me do like a weight announcement. Some places don't, but when they do, I like to say weighing in at exactly the right amount. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love honestly, that. I got it from like the musical kinky boots. Um, but it's like a number that changes all the time for me personally. So, um, really the most important thing is like about my body is like, it's a vessel for me to perform. Right. And yes. you can have whatever kind of like opinion you want about it. That's your business. That's not my business. My business is that I'm a professional wrestler and I can do my job. So uh, that's really where I stand on that. And if there are people who are watching and are inspired by me because I don't look like everybody else, that's even better. I didn't like set out when I started wrestling to really um, inspire people. Um, but the more that I've done it, I've realized that I have. So I own it. And I say, hey, if you need me to be there for you, I'm going to keep doing me. <laughs>
Exactly. And that's what like, part of the reasons why I feel like you have like, you know, when you come out and you have like this like very fun presence and, you know, you're excited to be there and you could legitimately tell that and you can read that in your face. But like it's the whole thing. Like for me, it's like, you know, as a wrestling fan, especially as a female wrestling fan, it's almost like I'm not watching because, oh, I want to see, you know, the picture perfect Barbie doll out there. I'm watching because I want to see badass women go in there and kick some freaking ass like that. Don't to me, you is know it's inspiring. <laughs> You know, like that's what's inspiring and there's so many times where you know I'm reviewing shows and I'm talking about some of the characters and I'm like this is not a character for women like we need like strong women out there that is a character for women that is what young girls look up to that is you know what gravitated me as a young fan and I'm sure you as a young fan as well yeah and I mean that's not a shot at anybody who does consider themselves to be like that kind of uh person or like um more power to you like but for me it's just like I didn't fit in with that I'm like not I don't feel empowered by like being overtly sexual or anything which is like totally cool if you do it's just like that was never my lane and uh, I'm not gonna try to be something I'm not right there's there's no use in that for me I have uh, seen the most success in being authentically myself um, and it works for me because just get a little hangout, you know, just be, be <laughs> me and not have to apologize for it. And I think that's beautiful. You no, know, life is too short is. to try to be somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. I 100% agree with you. Be yourself. And that's like the only thing that you can be. Uh, so Willow, I do want to ask you too, because, you know, we were talking about, we were talking about Ring of Honor. We we're talking about AEW. Uh, have there been conversations to, you know, uh, you know, any conversations in terms of what your future with Ring of Honor and AEW might be? Um, it's looking positive. Um, I don't have anything uh, solid that I can tell anyone right now, um, but things are looking good. Again, I've wrestled there nine times, as you said. I've had nine matches there so far. Um, and there were definitely moments on that journey where I was like, what is going on? Um, moments of frustration. Um, but especially the last couple of weeks, I've really been reaffirmed and like, okay, just trust the process. Keep going. Um so yeah, we'll stay on this journey with me, folks. Let's see what happens next. <laughs> exactly. I read somewhere, there was this quote, and I don't remember it exactly the way that it probably is, but it was something along the lines of, you're where you're supposed to be. Like, you wouldn't be here, like, if this isn't where you're meant to be. And I think that's one of the things, especially as performers, you have, like, so many ups and so many downs, and, like, life is a roller coaster, uh, and so many outside decisions and could impact you and your life. But it was this one, like, that one quote, and I was like, I don't know why, but it's so simple, yet it makes so much sense. You're where you're yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Okay. So now I do want to rewind a little bit. You know, we've talked about Ring of Honor. We talked about AEW and more of like the recent stuff, but I do want to rewind and kind of talk a little bit about how you kind of got involved in this like unconventional world of pro wrestling and how you decided like, hey, I'm going to pursue this career and become a pro wrestler. Um, so I have been a fan since I was maybe like eight or nine years old, right? Like I used to play video games with my cousins and I was like, this is really cool. Why am I not watching wrestling? So I started watching wrestling, um, completely kind of like, I guess changed my life. I never like think of it that way, but it really did change my life. Um, because at that point I was hooked. I was like big fan. I wanted to go to whatever show would be in my area. I would like go to school in wrestling t-shirts. I became like the wrestling girl, um, and, like, a little bit of my love died down when I was in high school just because, like, nobody else was really into it. And teenagers get into whatever teenage things. Um, 
and I went to college. Uh, I went to Northeastern University, which was in Boston. Uh, and um, I went there for a year. And that's kind of when my love for wrestling, like, really started picking up again because a girl in my dorm room, Grace, was like, I want to watch this show. I can't pay for it by myself. So does anyone want to split it? I was like, I'm going to split it with you. So we watched um, WrestleMania, I think it was 29. And I was like, that's it. I'm hooked. I love wrestling again. (laughs) Um, I was, like, getting really into, like, Joshi wrestling at this time. This is kind of when I discovered Ring of Honor and – other women in independent wrestling, Shimmer was like a big thing for me. Shimmer was like a huge inspiration. And I was like, I'm just going to become a wrestler. I'm just going to do it. Um, college didn't work out for me. Like financially, it was really hard. So I was like, we're just going to take a leap of faith and see what happens. Um, and from the time I started wrestling, it, was, it wasn't like the thing. I was like, I'm going to try this out. I started wrestling. And I was just like, this is what I do now. I am a wrestler. Um, so uh, that was in 2014 that I started training. And I really haven't looked back since. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate that things have been just getting better every year. It's kind of wild, though, when you think about, like, moments that happen. Like, this girl wanted to watch the show. And you're like, yeah, let's watch it. All right, cool. Yeah. And then that ended up leading to, like, changing your entire life and your life's trajectory. So, you know, I got to ask, because, you know, you're in college. And then you're, you know, going in. You leave that. And you decide to be a wrestler. What was your family's reaction? Where it's like you're leaving this, like, sure thing Ooh. of school. <laughs> you're going and becoming a wrestler. And I know that parents must see it as, like, you know, circus performing. Or God knows what they see it as. They don't see it as a viable career right yeah absolutely um so for me the the big thing was like my parents were like we can't tell you what to do you're legally an adult if you can get yourself to wrestling training and back and you're paying for it and you're the one who's like taking all the steps to make it happen so be it um at the time I didn't have my driver's license um and I uh live on Long Island So I was living closer to Queens and where I was training NYWC is out in Deer Park. So it's about a 40 minute drive uh, from where I was living. But I I used to take the train again, didn't have a car, so I couldn't even take my car to the train station. So I would hop on my bike, bike from my house to the train station, take my bike on the train, take the train, (laughs) get off, bike to the school. Um, so I was doing this for like a couple months. Eventually, like the dudes over at OIWC were like, listen, you're our family now. We'll pick you up from the train station and bring you here. So you don't have to keep biking. And like, it's late at night. It's not like necessarily the best area for, you know, like a 20 year old girl to be driving, uh, riding her bike alone at night. Um, so they started picking me up and then eventually my mom was like, okay, you've made these sacrifices. I can see you're serious about this. I'll drive you to and from the train station. Um, so I was really just kind of like, I'll make it happen. Whatever I have to do, it's going to happen. You know, (laughs) that is so awesome. I love that your mom was like, okay, she's shown herself. She's proven herself. Now I'm going to go ahead and help, you know, help her out. And that's a good thing though, because sometimes parents would be like, is this a whim? Is she risking her entire career on a whim? You know, you never really know what is going through your child's mind. So I think that is so um, awesome. So with that being said, you know, you're out there, you know, you're doing your thing, you're training, et cetera. Now we obviously know that uh, it's tough to become a pro wrestler, right? But on top of that, you have the added addition of, you know, being a woman and not necessarily being too many spots on shows for women. So for you, what was that journey like? And what would you say were some of like the biggest obstacles that you faced, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, trying to basically get your name out there? Um, I made a plan. Um, 
essentially when I was wrestling, I wanted to model my career after the women I looked up to. Um, so for me, that was Mercedes Martinez, as I mentioned, Lufisto and Sarah Del Rey. More or less, these are the people that I wanted to kind of have a career modeled after. Um, and for me, that was going to beyond wrestling. That was like a huge step for me. Is like, I want to wrestle beyond wrestling because that is where inter- intergender wrestling lives. Um, and around the time that I started, there was also like WWR. So I found myself there. Um, I wanted to wrestle for Chikara because Sarah Del Rey had like a huge tenure there. Uh, Ring of Honor was on that list. Basically, I was just like, wherever y'all have wrestled is where I want to wrestle. That's the path I have to take. Um, And of course, there's like a lot of waiting and like, all right, it's not just going to happen. Like, I'm not just going to reach out and one day they're going to be like, yeah, come along. Um, But I think having that in my head that like eventually I will meet my goal. Like, if I just keep going and keep doing it, eventually I will meet my goal. And that's really kind of been um, my motto and my mindset throughout my whole journey so far. I imagine it will be moving forward to help get me to, like, whatever next steps I want to hit. Um, but really, it's just been, like, grind it out. Uh, if you're wrestling in front of 12 people, right, because starting out, that is how it is sometimes. You'll go to a show and you'll wrestle in front of 12 people. It could be a little disheartening, but, like, To 10-year-old me, the fact that anybody is watching me wrestle is, like, mind-blowing. So it was constantly remembering that. um, And it was not wrestling for people who didn't want me, right? Like, if you want me to change who I am or behave like this or do this, then it's just not a good fit. And I just have to cut my losses with some companies. Um, so that Did was really a lot. Was that a thing like where people were trying to like adjust you, change you, that mold you into something else? Um, honestly, for me, not not too, too much. I'm very lucky to have been wrestling in the time that I am. That's not to say that there's more progress that needs to be made. Um, but I do realize that I have a certain amount of privilege, right? Like even as like a black woman, I'm light skin, I'm mixed. Uh, so I'm not going to face the same obstacles like a dark skin woman might. Um, I recognize that I have uh, made friends or like had good connections from the time I started. If you're telling me here that I'm likable, like, I guess maybe that's kind of worked in my favor this whole time. Um, But I think, I think my biggest obstacle really had been uh, more than anything, my weight and just kind of like in the beginning, kind of learning how to deal with that criticism um, and really just, being like, okay, do your best, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. I think, like, regardless, like, everybody has, like, you know, some sort of obstacle that they're trying to get through, you know, whether, you know, there's just so many things that, like, not everyone's path is just, like, a clear-cut path, right? It's just that we all go through different obstacles that we have to face, and it's just a part of life, but and you get through it, and you do it, and you get there, and if you keep working hard, you eventually, you know, see those rewards and whatnot. Um, so with all of that being said, I do want to ask you, too, because I know you mentioned Lufisto, you mentioned Mercedes Martinez, uh, you mentioned quite a few people. I kind of want to get an idea of who you, uh, who's been somebody that has sort of been like this, like, uh, you know, a positive voice to like give you a lot of, you know, uh, feedback, advice, uh, any sort of mentorship to help you out with your career. Um, I mean, first and foremost, uh, my boyfriend is always a huge inspiration, Rex Lawless. He's also a wrestler. So um, to be so close and intimate with me and like know every single like detail about my journey. Um, he's been there for that. 
um, in the past couple of years, actually, like Chris Dickinson is a really good friend of mine. So he would watch my matches and give me feedback. And like, I'm a very like cute, cuddly kind of person. That's my presentation as a character, but he's really helped me kind of like lean into that intensity and like um, more aggression and just like uh, how to kind of like get around the ring better. Uh, so I, I guess those two have been a big help. You're like, I'm cute, I'm cuddly, but I will also kill you if I need oh, to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Now, Chris Dickinson's a great guy. Really nice. I have I got to chat with him a couple of times at GCW, which was really nice. And he had nothing but nice things to say about me. And it always stuck in here. Because when someone says something nice, because there's a lot of times where people don't tell you anything. Like, you don't know how people feel about you. And yeah. then somebody gives you a compliment, you're like, Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, yeah, felt that way. You know, it's a very nice thing to you know hear a compliment every now and then. <laughs> yeah, you're a delight. Um, by the way, while we're on oh, the topic, you. <laughs> you're a delight. Okay, good, good, good. Well, so are you. Oh, awesome. So now uh, I do want to go ahead and uh, I want to ask you a question. And uh, in terms of you know, we kind of mentioned your career. You know, kind of leveling up. You're going into this new you know portion of your career. Um, with that being said there are new people discovering you. There are new people that are getting to know you. What do you want people, uh, what do you want people to know about you? Um, I guess the most important part of Willow Nightingale is that we all see the smiles and we all see the sunshine. Um, but the only reason that that exists is because I am aware of the fact that life is very hard. Um, we, Waking up every day in the world that we do where there is constant war, um, whether that be physical war or war on people's rights, right? Like we're seeing transgender people now getting uh, these rights that they've worked so hard for and like their medical care being stripped away from them. Um, we're seeing um, queer people, gay kids, like being told like, hey, it's not cool to be yourself. Um, all these different things in life are just like, very heartbreaking and it's hard to wake up every day and say all right I'm gonna put my shoes on I'm gonna go outside I'm gonna be an adult I'm gonna do what I have to do um but if I can smile through that and savor the good moments in life and uh look around at all the beautiful things that are out today is a beautiful day outside the sun is shining right um personally uh I get closer and closer to living my dream every day like that's something to celebrate so I come to the ring and I want to focus and celebrate those things and highlight that in life. Um, because even when you're going through your darkest days, like there's still good ahead, there's still hope ahead. Um, so more than anything, I want that to be the takeaway. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love you inspired me right now. When you said it's a good day, I was like, I'm going to open these blinds. I need to go, yeah, outside. go like outside. Get some vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get some, get some sun. Um, and then also before we move into our last and final portion of this interview, uh, I do want to ask you, what are your goals for 2022? Um, I really would love to wrestle internationally. I've only ever wrestled in uh, the United States and Canada. Um, our neighbor up north. Um, Japan has always been a huge goal of mine. Um, for the past couple of months, I've been wrestling like full time. Like I don't have another job. Um, so if I could just make it through the rest of the year like that, that is a huge accomplishment for me. Um, 
yeah, that's, those are really like my main goals. <laughs> that's, those are good goals because not everybody can have the, you know, it, it takes a long time to get to that point, you know, where oh, you absolutely. can just do the wrestling <laughs> and not have to have, you know, these bonus jobs and all of that. No, I get it, man. Those are good goals. Um, So let's go ahead and jump into our last and final portion of this interview. I'm going to ask you 10 very random questions. You answer them however you please or just a good way to get to know you just a little bit more. Uh, so all here right. we go. Question number one, when you're not wrestling, how do you spend your time off? Um, a lot of the things I spend out time doing outside of wrestling involve wrestling or are related to wrestling. But I recently got into bouldering, which is like uh, rock climbing indoors on the walls without like the I saw or whatever. one of your videos. Yeah. Yeah. So I recently got into that. And that's like my big hobby that has nothing to do with wrestling. Because everything else pretty much goes back to wrestling in one way or another. So bouldering it is. <laughs> How, how's, what's your skill level like in bouldering? Are you like really good at it? It's not you're good. Still struggling? No. <laughs> it's not good. Um, I, again, I've really only been doing it for like a month or so. The part that I'm really good at is falling. I've got good <laughs> mobility, but my grip strength is not there yet. So I have to use like the full, easy, like level one uh, paths. You see people who are like climbing and they just like put like their finger on like this and they're like holding their whole bodies like this and I'm like how but I'll get there you know again oh back my to my God. back to my lesson of like just keep doing it you'll get there eventually <laughs> hey next thing you know you're gonna be out like in the mountains climbing <laughs> you're oh, gonna yeah. be so oh, advanced yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be like yes documentary I don't know <laughs> that's really cool I love that because it's not an easy thing to do I've tried it and I get like just a couple feet up and I'm like nope that's it coming back down <laughs> uh, question number two uh, who's been the opponent that you've wrestled that you couldn't believe you were in the ring with Oh, wow. Okay. Um, hmm. This is a great question. And I don't know that I have an answer for it right now. This might take some deep digging. Mercedes is like the first person that comes to mind because uh, it's so fresh. But it wasn't at Ring of Honor because that was my second time I wrestled her. The first time I wrestled her, I think it was even more like a mind-blowing experience because it was my debut for Shimmer which was a huge goal of me from the beginning. And then it was my first time wrestling um, someone who I personally considered like one of my role models. So that was like, at that time was like, that, that was insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool though. I love that. That's really cool. Question number three, what was the first and last concert you've been to? Um, so the first concert that I went to was actually an ABBA concert. I'm not sure if it was like the actual ABBA. I, I don't think it was, it was like probably a, like a like a tribute band or something. Right. But I, my mom took me when I was 12, uh, so I don't I didn't really know what was going on. I was just like, sure, Mama Mia, Dancing Queen, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I was like I, I I don't know like what their like time thingy is. So I'm like I'm thinking maybe tribute band. Who knows? Yeah, probably. Um, but I in my head for years I was like it's the actual ABBA. <laughs> Hey, you know what? If you say it is, let's just go with it. <laughs> That's what my heart believes. Still real to me. Um, <laughs> and the last one I went to, I honestly can't remember. I think the last show that I went to was Sad Summer Fest um, in 2019. Nice. Okay, yeah, cool. I don't I don't I don't have a lot of time for concerts these days, um, but I really want to see Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, I think she's going to be around me in May. So maybe I can make that happen. 
Yeah, she's be- she's definitely like an up and like I don't know if up and comer is the right word, but more I feel like I just discovered her this year, so maybe she's an up and comer to me. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think it in like it, for, in a main a mainstream level, she's really like starting to make waves now. Yes, yes, that's yeah. more better explained. I I feel you on that one. <laughs> uh, question number four: Do you have any pets? Yes, I have a tuxedo cat named Salvatore. Um, he is a. Uh, big and uh fantastic and he's sassy and he talks a lot um but I love cats so (laughs) oh it's so cute it's so cute a question number five what is your all-time favorite movie Rocky Horror Picture Show nice it's Uh, a weird one but (laughs) no I've, I've you know I've never seen it but I've like heard so much about it I like yeah like I've heard so much about it and I've always been like wanting to watch it just never got the opportunity yeah, it's you. What you have to do is you have to go see like the shadow cast. If you go to like a theater that will play it on the screen, and then they'll have like a cast reenacting it on the floor. That is really like the experience to um, see it because it's a weird movie, um, but it's like a cult favorite. I love that. Sounds like a good night out. <laughs> Question number six: uh, What always makes you laugh? Uh, I think you should leave. Uh, which is a sketch comedy show on Netflix with Tim Robinson. It is like the funniest thing in the world to me. I'll have to check that out. I'll check that out. Question number seven, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Uh, I'm definitely an introvert. Um, Wrestling has definitely helped me become more outgoing. I don't have a problem being social, um, but I'm more reserved when you first meet me. Like it takes a little while to get me to break out of my shell. I feel you. I feel you. Question number eight. Uh, who's your favorite person to travel with? Um, in wrestling, I really love traveling with my boyfriend, Rex Lawless, um, or my buddy, Edith Surreal. Um, but my little sister, Noelle, is like my best friend. I would travel the world with her as well as those other two who I mentioned. That's so sweet. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, Question number nine, uh, who's the person or persons you want to wrestle the most? Ooh, okay. Um, Also a great question. I really want to uh, wrestle Mia Yim. It is happening. Mm -hmm. So that is someone who like has been on my wish list for like a super long time. Uh, that's happening. And I'd also really love to have a rematch with Lufisto. That's someone else that I wrestled like years ago. And now I'm a completely different person uh, in ring. So I'd really love to do that. Oh, that sounds like really good ones too. Especially, uh, I would love to see you in there with Lufisto. Cause I feel like you mentioned like, you know, when you got to wrestle her first, you were a different performer and now you're, you know, a different performer. I think that's like yeah. really cool. Yeah. Uh, and question number 10, tell us something random about yourself. Um, bo, 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 bo. um, I used to wear like healing crystals in my bra when I would wrestle. Um, I don't anymore because I would always like get changed after my matches and they'd fall out and break. Uh, but for like a couple of years, it was like my good luck thing it was like, gotta put in my black tourmaline, gotta put in my like rose quartz, get a little self love, protect your energy. But that was like, uh, something I might bring back, but. 
it, I used was to do it all the time. Was it comfortable though to have them in there? It was like fine. Like I would, I would put it like kind of at the side where it wouldn't really bother me, and I would get those ones that are rounded so they don't have the sharp edges. You know, oh, that okay. that okay. would be a different thing. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're like in there carrying all of these like rocks and stones, like being and stabbed. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I can't even handle those br- those bras with like the wires. Oh where, my like, god, out. I hate I got into the point where I just like yank them out. I'm like, I'm yeah. done with you. If I can wear a sports bra, I will wear a sports bra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Alrighty, Willow. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Before we go, uh, please let the people know where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can support you. Absolutely. Um, so on Twitter and Instagram, uh, my handle is at Willow Wrestles. I use those two the most. Uh, really, any other kind of information you would want to know to follow up to get merch or whatever would be on my Twitter. Um, I recently got on Celeb VM, so if you wanted, like, a personalized video message, you can head there. Um, I'm considering doing, like, a brand army Patreon thing. In the past, I have been terrible at keeping up with it. Um, I also don't really know, like, what content people want, you know? Like I said, I'm not, like, a big, like, photo shoot person. You got to test the water. See what you like, yeah. see what works, see what people are willing to pay for, yeah. too. So, like, let me know what you want to see, people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can no lie. I want to see more bouldering videos. Like, I think that's, that's super it. cool. That's it. That's what I got to do. <laughs> I love it. Well, Willow, I'm going to make sure to put all of those links in the description box below. So everybody watching here, if you guys want to follow Willow, show her some love. All of the links are going to be in the description box below. Other than that, thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Give this video a like. Subscribe to the channel, please. There's lots more content to come. Other than that, I'm Denise Salcedo. This is Willow Nightingale. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone.